Welcome to Tax and Super Australia's podcast, Tax Wrap, where we share developments, news and insights for all tax practitioners and SMSF professionals. If you like what you hear, please rate us on iTunes and share. We'd love to hear back from you, so send questions and comments, even suggestions for guest speakers, to podcast at taxandsuperaustralia.com.au. Thanks for tuning in. It's uh, the Tax Wrap podcast, episode 173. I'm Steve Burnham, um, and I um, today, this week am chatting with Ken Mansell. Some of you may have uh, come across Ken before. He's a self-professed tax nerd, <laughs> and he presents Tax and Super Australia's monthly tax updates and various other, other, um, other webinars. He also conducts taxation and superannuation webinars and seminars and other tax training sessions for professional associations and um, and training organisations. Uh, I gave Ken a call to discuss with him uh, his take on the company tax rate. Ken Mansell, Steve Burnham calling. How are you going? Uh, good, Steve. How are you? Oh, not bad, not bad. I've got a question for you today. Oh, really? The question is, can, yeah. it should be an easy one. Can okay. you tell me what is the company tax rate in Australia at the moment? The company tax rate, I believe it's 30%, or for some it's uh, 27.5, I believe. 100%, perfect. Yeah. Right. But the real problem we've got at the moment, yeah, well done, you can get a tick on the school report. <laughs> um, the, the real problem we've got at the moment is not what the two rates are, right. but the real problem is working out which entity gets which of those two rates? Okay. Um, to even to even quote from the commissioner, what did he what did he say? Something like, you know, acknowledges the uncertainty as to who's supposed to get it. So even the commissioner has problems telling you which one of those two rates you get. Did, didn't if he, you're a company? Is he giving us any guidance, the tax commissioner? Yeah, well, he's given us lots of guidance, but just unfortunately, all the guidance he's given us has the word draft in it. Oh, but it'd be really nice if. Some of it had the word final in it. Yeah, so uh, uh, recently the Commission has put out a, a draft practical compliance guideline which comments on his draft ruling that he did last year right. and talks about the bill that hasn't been passed by the Senate in the Parliament at the moment. And when you've got two draft, well, one draft guideline, one draft ruling and one unpassed bill... Yep. It does make it pretty hard to work out which rate you should be using. Well, it doesn't help, does it? Um, no. Now, that, that PCG 2018-D5 is the one you're referring to, I think, uh, Ken? Absolutely, yeah. yeah. Okay. Yeah, in it, I don't know, we, we've, been in a, we've been in a different company tax world for a while. Since 2015, we've actually had, I don't know, can we call it a marginal company tax system? Wow. So if your turnover is less than an amount, Yep. You get a smaller rate than if you get a big one. In 2015, it was a 28.5% if you were a small business entity, so that was two mil turnover. Right. And then in the two, 2001, July 2016, the rate drops to 27.5%, which is where it is now. Yep. But the small business threshold moved to 10 mil. Oh, that's right. The and then in 2017, they made yeah. it even harder for us by yeah. increasing that 10 mil threshold to 25 mil, and today... A company with a turnover of less than 50 mil gets a 27.5% rate. Okay. So it's, it's, it's a bit, there's, there's, there's changes every single year. It's changing the goalposts in the front of us and the back of us. Yeah. Yeah, yeah gosh. And the, the real problem is in each one of those years, it's not only the threshold that is important. Not every company that has a turnover of less than 50 mil 
gets the 25, the 27.5% rate today. Right. It's only companies that are under that threshold and, if you read the law, are carrying on a business. And that's, that's where the, the real confusion is because the commissioner and the government don't seem to know what carrying on a business is. That's interesting because that, that, that matters. And there was another yep. dra- draft ruling, wasn't there, Ken? Yep. Yeah, um, so last year, the, the commissioner put out a draft ruling. And, and we had an idea it was coming mm. because the commissioner had been coming up with pretty, well, I, I used to work for Chris Jordan, I'm pretty <laughs> weird um, understandings of what carrying on a business is. Like, if I asked, if I asked all the listeners here... Yep. Um, if you if you have a just a share investment company, so I've got a company called Ken and Vicky Investments, married to the beautiful Vicky, and all we have is listed shares in that company. Okay. Would yep. you say that's carrying on a business? They'd say no. Or if I said that I have a trust, and the trust is carrying on a business, but I've got a company, just a bucket company, yep. it doesn't even have a bank account, and all it gets is an unpaid present entitlement each year, right. which the trust retains, would you say either of those two companies, the investment company or the bucket company, are carrying on a business. And everyone would say no, but this draft ruling said, yes, oh, they are carrying on a business, yeah. which is different from anything we've ever heard before. No, no. So, so what's the answer? Well, <laughs> the, the, commission, the, the government realised the consequence of this pretty early because that meant my little investment company and it meant my little bucket company right. was no longer paying the 30% company tax rate it would pay the 27.5% tax rate. Okay. So the government, on the day that this ruling came out, released a new bill, and that new bill said that we're going to get rid of the definition of business at, totally. We're going to make it so that the, the lower company tax rate, the 27.5% rate, right. you get if you're under a threshold and not if you're carrying on a business, but if your passive income for the year is less than 80% of your total income. Passive income, okay. So it's a, yeah. And it, 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 there's a definition of what passive income is, and we could run through that, but that that really leaves us with this exciting problem here. Hmm. You want to lodge your 2018 tax return. I'll make it a 2017 tax return because okay. you haven't finished the 18 years. Just so catching up, 2017 yeah. company tax return for the year ended 30 June 2017. Right. You've actually got three options. <laughs> so this is my, let's make it my share investment company. Yep. The first thing I could do is say, look, the commissioner's understanding of what is a business is weird, and it's only a draft, and I've never thought of it being a business before, so I'm going to say that I'm not eligible for the 27.5% rate right. because my share investment company is not carrying out a business, not tick the base rate entity box on the return, and pay tax at 30%. Right. And by the way, I might want to do that if I'm paying lots of frank dividends out. But... Oh, that's, that's another thing. Sec- yeah. Yeah. The second option, I could say, well, look, the Commission has put out a draft ruling. And I know it's draft, but it says that a share investment company is carrying on a business. So I'm now going to tick the base rate entity box on the company tax return. Right. And have a company tax rate of 20.5%. Or my third option, and yes, there's three options here. My third option is I assume that the bill that's been sitting in the Senate for the whole of this year will one day get passed because it applies from 1 July 2017. Oh, it's back. Yeah, I don't even ask whether it's 
um, a business or not, I look at my active against passive income and the only income that I'm going to get in my share investment company are dividends from listed companies, which are all passive income, making it 100% passive income, yep. which means I use the 30% tax rate. Oh, right. So Gee. all I want to know is what the company tax rate is on a share investment company. And at the moment, I've got three options on the table. Yeah. No wonder the commissioner says it's confusing. Well, so, and, and this still before the Senate, so it's not actually law yet. I mean, uh, it's, it's, what do we do? I mean, be, we've got to get yeah, you none, to... None of, none of these are law at all. Like, right. they're not even binding. So we've got a draft practice compliance guidelines. We've got a draft ruling and we've got a bill. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and we've got the current law as well, which you could, you know... You could, You'd so what do we do? Well, that's why the Commission has put out this practical compliance guideline, that, that one you referenced before, 2018 D5. Yeah, yeah. And what he says is, and this is the Ken Nansel summary, is do whatever you want to do as long as it's not unreasonable or dodgy. <laughs> now, yeah, I know. <laughs> when you read it, he does say, you know, this means the Commissioner will not allocate compliance resources specifically oh, so he, to conduct reviews he as might... to whether corporate tax entities have used the right tax rate. Oh, right, right, right. So he might chase after yeah. you. Yeah, I see. <clears throat> but as long as you... What he's saying is yeah. that as long as, as long as it's not an unreasonable carrying on a business... Yeah, yeah. And I don't know, given the Commissioner's ruling, draft ruling, what would be unreasonable. No, no. As long as you haven't artificially done something to try and get either the higher or the lower tax rate, and that's yep, yep. what I think you were alluding to before when exactly. we were, said we'll talk about franking later, yeah. then he's just not going to look at it. So you... um you choose a way. What, 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 yeah, well, right now you sit there and you go, well, which is the better tax rate for a company? Optional tax and rate. Were, <laughs> yeah. You were on that before. It is. It's optional optional tax rate oh, because no one can make up their mind. So ba- bas- crazy, isn't it? basically just work out what is the better outcome. Do your calculations down the track for your client if you're doing some uh, client's uh, tax return. Um, yep. In a way, that's that's true, isn't it? You just pick, pick your rate. Well, I mean, not really, but yep. but <clears throat> as long as it's reasonably arguable, as, it put, as I say. Rate. And it's that new box on the tax return which says base rate entry, not the company tax return. You right. tick the private, <clears throat> public, all those little boxes on the front page. There's yeah, a new yeah. one which is next to the small business entity box. It now says base rate entry. And if you tick that, yep. that gets you the 27.5% company tax rate because you've assessed your turnover is, well, for the 2017 year, under 25 mil, and you've assessed that you're carrying on a business yeah. based on the commissioner's crazy. But the, but the real interesting thing here is you immediately go, well, I'm going to pick it for everyone because I want 27.5%. All right. And the answer is, well, do you? Well, you do, know, you? do you? <clears throat> yep. Yeah. <clears throat> I was going to bring up imputation, actually, Ken, and get you to run through that. Is that what you're getting to? Yeah, yeah absolutely. Right, right. The, the, the thing I find funny when I am talking to some tax advisors is they forget that, especially with private domestic companies, company tax is pretty much a withholding. It's just a withholding on shareholders. Okay. So it's almost like PAYGW for employees right. because the shareholders get the credit for it when the dividend comes. And I know that's not 100% correct because you can invest in stuff and things like that. Yeah, yeah. But sometimes you will want to have higher imputation rates. Sometimes you will want to have uh, extra franking credits because you are paying everything out. Yeah. But if you are paying out all the profits in a year, then it really 
doesn't matter which rate you choose. It's just which entity is going to pay the tax. Okay. And if you pay 27 and a half, then the top-up tax for someone on the 47% rate is, what, 19 and a half? And oh. if you pay the 30% tax rate, the top-up rate is 2.5% less from that. Right. 17? Yeah. Until I've got an honours degree in math. And, uh, <laughs> basic math. Okay. Yeah, so, again, it's, the answer is always don't pay the smallest amount of tax. No, no. The answer is look through what your dividend strategies are and go ahead with... Um, and, and that's what you'll need to do for those returns. Okay, yep. Yep. But I, I should yep. I don't know, I should be a bit clearer on what are the rules for franking dividends because I do get a lot of questions okay. about this. So we're pretty clear. I hope we're clear now on... I hope we're clear now. As, no as, clear as much as we can be. On what the company tax rate is. Yeah, yeah. But it, it really, at the moment, it depends on whether you're carrying on a business or not unless the new rules come in with a bill in the Senate. Yeah. And that will be about an 80% passive income rule. Right, right. So let's... Let's assume sometime in the future that bill gets in, and I imagine it will. I imagine it will get in sometime. I just don't know why it's been sitting there for that long. No, well, other distractions. Yeah. Yeah. If it does get in, this is the new rule for Frankie, what we need to know. So to decide what my company tax rate is, I need to know what percentage of my passive, what percentage of my income was passive income for the 2017-18 year. Right. So this year here. And I won't know that until after... Uh, sorry, 2000... Yeah, oh, sorry, I should do the... The last financial year. Years mixed up. Yeah. Yeah, I, I won't know that until I've completed all my accounts, done all my returns, done everything. I won't know that no. until I've done this calculation. But what if I wanted to pay a dividend in the middle of a year? Yep. I don't know what my passive income percentage is until the end of the year because I might get no passive income in the second half of the year or I might get lots of passive income in the second half of the year. Yeah, yeah, true. So the, gov- the government's acknowledged that I can't tell you in the middle of the year what your company tax rate will be under these new rules. I can only tell you at the end of, after the end of the year. Yeah, yeah. So when you're trying to frank in a year now, what they're saying is instead of looking at the current year's numbers, you actually look at the prior years. Oh, numbers. really? There's a, a bit of a pattern. So in, yeah. Yeah, so instead of looking at whether you haven't... So let, let, let's go into the eighteen nineteen year. Let's do today. Okay. I want to pay a dividend out today and I want to know what to frank it. I'm confident my turnover's under 50 mil. That's not a problem. And the new bill will has passed. Let's assume it's passed. Yep. I will only know what, whether I've got the 27.5% rate or the 30% rate after 30 June 2019. I'll only know whether I've got 80% or more passive income in, well, months and months, you know, three quarters of the year. Yeah. But I yeah. want to pay a dividend a day. How much can I frank it? What well, is, I yep. look at last year's passive income. And if last year's passive income was under 80%, yep. then I can frank it at 27.5%. Okay. And if last year's passive income was over 80%, 80% or more, right. then I can frank it at 30%. And so the, the kind of rule is, the way you work out your company tax rate under the new rules, if the bill gets through, which it should, is you look at this year's passive income percentage. Right, okay. The way you work out which rate you get for franking is you look at last year's passive income percentage. Okay, and that's quite acceptable? So, uh, it's 
it's all a bit confusing. Yeah, but, it, but, but doing it that way is acceptable, you're saying, Ken? Yep, well, that's what the law says you have to do now. Okay. You actually, you, you, you can have, in a year, a company tax rate of 30 and a franking rate of 27. Yep. And that would be if you had greater than 80% this year and you had less than 80% passive income last year, or you could have a tax rate, and this is the ideal one, of 27.5% this year, Yep. but a franking rate of 30% this year. Right. Because last year you had greater than 80% passive income, and this year you've got less than 80% passive income. So it is possible to actually pay tax at one at the lower rate and frank at the higher rate. Right, okay, gosh. <clears throat> Which isn't such a bad thing. I mean, um, as you said, depends on the circumstances. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Okay, Ken. It's um, so realistically, what opportunities are we looking at here? What What are the options? Well, your options are that right now there are three ways to assess your company tax rate, and there are also a couple of ways to access access your ranked dividends. Yeah. Although it's probably the case that you'll end up with that rule that I talked about with frank dividends looking at last year's yeah, uh, yeah. percentage. So what you need to do is you need to look at whether you're whether these three options, this 80% test, this my understanding of business test, this commissioner's understanding of business test, right. give you different outcomes for the company tax rate. And then you're going to decide which one of these do I want due to the tax that I'll pay and the imputation credits that I'll pay out. And unfortunately, there's not one answer that fits everyone, you are going to have to understand how much your company pays out every year. Yep. Rule of thumb, if you pay out none of your dividends, then you want the lowest company tax rate. If you pay out all of your dividends, go get the highest company tax rate. Right, right. But in between, you're going to have to make a decision. And I'm sorry I can't help you with making that decision. No, it's up to individual cases each time, I suppose, case by case. Yep. Yeah, yeah, I say. Well, um, Ken, look, actually, actually, that's um, cleared it up greatly for me and uh, hopefully in, in all our listeners' uh, minds, uh, the situation. Uh, it's an interesting one and uh, it will be resolved, as you, as you said, uh, eventually. <laughs> but for now... Yeah, but, what, but optional tax rates right now. Yeah. It doesn't happen very often. Make the most of it. Make the most of it, exactly. <laughs> all right, Ken, thank you very much for your time. No problem. Take care, Steve. Okay. That was fascinating, I think. Um, so that's so just a reminder, that was Ken Mansell speaking to me, presenter of uh, Tax and Super Australia's monthly tax updates as well as many other webinars and events. Uh, please stay with us. We'll be right back. OK, I'm back and uh, with a quite a short WTF this week, a wacky tax fact, and I've found a... Well, it's, a, it's sort of a wacky tax fact, I think it is. It's a uniquely Australian wacky tax fact of uh, quite recent history um, known as the bottom of the harbour schemes which was the tax avoidance uh, phenomenon of the 1970s actually well tax avoidance and tax mitigation they can be a synonym for each other but um, in a, this, this recent factor of our pa recent past has been a there was a fine distinction between tax avoidance and tax mitigation um, our recent history has reinforced this due to the so-called bottom-of-the-harbour tax mitigation schemes, which were abused to the extent that they became obvious tax evasion scams. Now, the bottom-of-the-harbour schemes, as I mentioned, date from the 1970s, uh, and they would seem like a, an unsophisticated ploy today, 
where a company will be stripped of its assets and um, accumulated profits before tax fell due so that the company was unable to pay up. Um, the company would then be transferred to someone of uh, limited means and actually usually the uh, company records would go missing, all that paperwork in those days. And uh, the tax office, along with other unsecured creditors, got nothing. Now, the Crimes Brackets Tax Offences Act of 1980 made it illegal for anyone to render a company unable to pay its tax debt. Now, the name, Bottom of the Harbour, referred to Sydney Harbour. That's the little wacky tax fact that I, was, I thought was uh, worth underlining. Um, called the harbour, Sydney Harbour, uh, called Bottom of the Harbour because the financial district nestled close to Sydney Harbour. Okay, that's it for the Wahi Tax Fact for this week. Um, just a little shout-out to Peter Wynn of uh, Wynn Croucher in North Sydney, which isn't far from the, uh, the famous harbour. Uh, Peter was playing golf with our... Um, used to, who used to work here, Matt Devonish, and a shout-out to Matt as well. I uh, hope he's doing well. He's moved on to bigger and better things. Um, that's it for this week. Uh, please tune in next time. <laughs> <laughs>